Welcome to the Crystal Guardian Podcast. My name is Caressa, and this is a show on which I share about my life as a healer and crystal artist. Here, we meet at the crossroads of creativity and consciousness, art and spirituality, giving a voice to the visionaries of today. Hello and welcome to the Crystal Guardian Podcast. Today for our visionary visits, I have with me artist Sela Molinar. She has her work, which is incredibly beautiful and mostly inspired on the female form. Also works as an illustrator and facilitates a lot of creative endeavors for people to discover and I feel that there is a beautiful deeper layer within her work as well. I recently did a um, masterclass exchange with her and got to experience it myself. And it is truly such an amazing experience to do. And I could not recommend her any more. Yeah. So welcome, Sela. How are you doing right now? Well, thank you, Caressa, for the beautiful introduction. It's my pleasure to be here on your uh, podcast show. I'm doing great. I actually really feel... I really feel great that the sun is finally shining and the summer is in full swing. Absolutely, yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling great. That's the good, good. Yeah, the sun helps so much in just the feeling of aliveness and exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, very happy with it as well. Do you want to share a little bit about what you do and bring words to your? artworks and later on we'll dive into how you got there as well but just first tuning into what is it that you do right now what i'm doing right now like you said i'm an artist and illustrator and my work is evolving around the femininity and the female form at this moment i work as a freelance illustrator and working with commissions but i also have my own print shops where i sell original works but also prints i organize creative workshops So those are the three main things (laughs) besides making my own free work and creating my studio. Like I said, like everything that I do is is evolved around femininity, like sometimes in subject, but always in execution. Yes. I always try to find a softness within myself and create from a place of flow and acceptance rather than focusing on the end results or being very hard on myself. So... Mm. Those themes are always central in my work. That's uh, Yes, yeah. I, I got to experience it firsthand. And it is so beautiful how you, how you incorporate that in your work. When we were doing the Masterclass Exchange, we were working with uh, Japanese uh, brushes and, yeah, like painting based on our own energy. Mm-hmm. And we were just, like, we had a little chat before and I was sharing as well, like, I, I, I was pretty in my mind about like you look good right now and I was also a bit impressed by you and I was like oh you know we had the whole chat about um do you dare to call yourself a real artist if you uh (laughs) for example cannot paint very well or you know Mm -hmm. like you always have these these ways of comparing yourself to someone else and because of that I can sometimes get into my mind when I do things that are not my own original 
yeah way of, yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, of making art and yeah. I, it was so beautiful to to experience how you how you guided me through that and actually yeah like took me by the hand and got me more to that place of femininity of flow of softness and no judgment but just following the pencil rather than wanting to influence the mm-hmm. um the pencil or the brush or yeah, yeah beautiful beautiful yeah stuff. yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it took me a while to get to that place as well so don't worry but I truly believe that even if you want to make a beautiful painting or illustration or crystal grid for for that matter <laughs> That when you do that from a place of yeah, where you feel good inside of yourself and trust your own, uh, trust the things that you that whatever is inside is is exactly the place where you need to be. And if that's a good place, then everything that will come out of that place will be something beautiful, even if it's not perfect. I yeah, mean, yeah. And I think that when we try to control yeah our life or the the result of an artwork, for instance, then most of the times you will see that that also the result will be like stiff or controlled or yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah I don't know it's you see it in the energy of an artwork I guess and that's why I think the first thing that's the most important while creating art or making a crystal griff or whatever <laughs> making something is to do that from a place from within from who you are and from a place of acceptance and softness and love and happiness yeah. instead of from a place of restrictions and must-dos and strictness and yeah, I don't know I, I I think from yeah from a good place good things will come into this world so mm-hmm. yeah yeah how how did you get to that place because you told me the last time we were together that you mm-hmm. did fashion illustrations yeah <laughs> uh, all the way in the beginning and yeah. I can imagine that's not a place where you work from that softness and more the energy alignment so mm-hmm. how what was your journey like to yeah, to yeah. get to this place of creating because it is very different from what the maybe the societal norm is or yeah true yeah like I said like I came a long way um, I think we've been all raised in a society that's really focused on more masculine qualities like yeah I don't know like the profit and your success in life and your positions and your I don't know it's like we're all so caught up from a very young age with with the outside world and how things look and if you're successful and stuff like that. And for me, it was actually the same. So when I was younger, I really wanted to be, I always loved illustration and I always was that kid that was drawing all the time. Later on, I was always drawing like the human figure and I was always drawing women, like mostly. (laughs) And I loved clothes and expressing myself uh, through fashion. So the logical thing for me was to, to go to fashion school. So I studied in Antwerp. Yeah, you can imagine that the fashion world is like a, a super harsh, <laughs> I mean, it's not really a, a, so, a, soft, a soft place. Very competitive. A very competitive, yes, indeed. And also, the yeah, you could also see that in my illustrations, that the way that I was looking at the world and the way that I thought also that a woman was supposed to be was like very, was like harsh, was like I wanted to be this power woman and I wanted to make it in this in this competitive world. and. Yeah. Uh, I was really like trying to be one of the guys actually. You saw that in my in my illustrations like uh, all my all the women that I drew were like this skinny <laughs> skinny fierce looking <laughs> power ladies I don't know I don't, I don't have a better term for it. That was actually who I was or who I wanted to be at, at that age. Yeah, I think it changed the way that I changed over the years and 
yeah, looked at myself like, what does it mean to be a woman in this in this world? Is it <laughs> acting like one of the guys or is it like celebrating my feminine qualities? I think when I went on that journey and that path and discovered that I was so much in my masculine, I was actually almost, yeah, looking down on my feminine for a long time. Mm. And when I realized that and, tr- and started to explore my feminine side and started to allow the feminine side in and starting to celebrate my feminine qualities and energies, my illustrations changed as well. It's, yeah. And I always see art as a mirror, like what's happening inside of me is also, hap- you, I see that on the paper and sometimes I see a change inside of myself. The, the paper knows it first, actually. Sometimes I'm not even realizing that something is changing inside of me or that I'm in some kind of phase. Or, and then I'm looking at my work and I'm like, oh my God, why is this so different? Why am I... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the, how how freely I can express myself on paper. Like if I'm super confident and free, you can you can see that in my fluent lines and energetic um, illustrations. But for instance, last year during the pandemic, my illustration style changed completely because I didn't have any solid ground underneath my feet, and I was definitely looking for more structure and. Mm. Uh, something to hold on to in my work and it resulted in yeah actually I, I i still love that work but it's like way less fluent it's way less experimental yeah, a, in a, a way. different expression of yourself exactly and yeah. actually the i painted those paintings first and then afterwards i was looking at them and i'm like okay what do they tell me about my this my state of being at this moment mm-hmm. and like okay <laughs> I see what's happening inside me, but I saw it actually through my art. And I think that's, yeah, the more I connected with myself, the more I connected also with my art, the more I can put into that. And yeah, the more personal it feels as well. Yeah. And the more fulfillment I get out of it and the more it's more me in a, in a way. Yeah, you use it as yeah. a um, part of yourself that goes beyond your own limits of your being but it's still you expressed in a different way or in a different form exactly yeah that is very very beautiful so what i heard from your story was that you kind of use it as well as as a sort of reflective exercise for yourself so you take a step back you look at your paintings it's like oh wow what does that actually say about me Mm -hmm. is that something that's a big part of your life or yeah it's a big part of my life like my whole life or at least my work but also me as a person i I need to draw. <laughs> I really feel the, the urge sometimes to, you know, go to my studio and create. That's just something that's part of my life. It's always been a part of my life and I think it will always be a part of my life. It's my way of uh, reflecting, of meditation as well. It's my way of connecting to myself, actually. I think some people will go to yoga and <laughs> sit down on a meditation cushion at home. And for me, I go to my studio and I paint or I draw, yeah. Yeah, and what does that feel like, if you can give it words? Um, I feel really calm when I, when I draw. It's mm-hmm. the only moment where I'm completely in the here and now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think people will have, like, <laughs> they will know how to feel if they ever experienced this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah I, I fully agree. I have it when I when I do yoga as well, but also when I create crystal grids, it's, mm-hmm. you know, you your whole being gets pulled into that one thing and time passes and you have no idea yeah. what's going on. And yeah. 
It's forget just, to eat. Forget <laughs> to eat. Yeah, yeah. It's really just immersed in the present moment. And I think one of the things in life that are so, so, so important to have, like mm -hmm. you have practices that make you forget who you are, where you are, you know, yeah. whether it is through painting or through whatever practice, yeah, but just yeah. something that you can fully surrender yourself to. Yeah. And also, I think especially with creativity, like if it's drawing or playing the piano, also creativity is something that gives you the feeling of aliveness as well. Like afterwards, mm -hmm. the, the magic of from an idea inside of your head, putting that into reality. Yeah. I think that's the most For me, that's one of the most magical things in life, like that we humans, that we can, we have the power to create something out of nothing, really. I mean, mm. like first there's an there's a empty sheet of paper and then there's an illustration. <laughs> yeah, and it's a way Absolutely. of communicating with your, yeah, with, with the things that's, that's going on inside of you or even if it's just for fun or just to play around or just, be free and uh, <laughs> like yeah. a child. I mean, it's creativity is a place where you can find all that. So it's, yeah, I think it's a necessity of life, but yeah, <laughs> that's, totally that's, 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 why, I'm, that's why I'm an illustrator. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what does creativity mean to you? Like when you think about creativity, is it this playfulness, this aliveness? You've, you've talked about a few things, yeah. um, being in the present moment. Yeah. What, what layers, if you kind of like try and dissect that for yourself? If you pull all those layers off, then underneath it, it's like, a, a, it's really like life energy for me. Mm. Like it's the, the force that drives you to get up in the morning and do something. I mean, that's, that's almost creative. That is creative creativity. And you can express that in a way of just going out into the world and do something. That's actually, that's the energy that's underneath all creative outlets I think mm. and I make paintings and I draw but other people go out and they dance or they talk to people or they connect with other people or they cook or they dance I don't know you can do whatever just live it's the source that 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 gives you life that gives you life energy yeah yeah I I 100% agree it is this this really primal power if you also look I don't know if you uh work with the chakras for yourself yeah mm -hmm. if you look at that it's in the Uh, the creativity is in the second chakra, which is also, you know, from where we create life. Mm -hmm. So it's literally this, this, yeah, this center of creation of making something out of nothing. And I, I think you'll, you'll resonate with this, but it's, you know, it's something so very special when you get to make something and probably no one in the world will make that same thing mm -hmm. exactly the way that you just did in that moment. So yeah. it's such a, And, and even, even you will make it exactly. <laughs> even if you like, try to make the same thing, yeah, it, it like I I've done it, you know, I've tried it. Like, wow, yeah. this is such a cool design. Like, let's try and make it again. But every single time, it looks different. Yeah. Also because the materials I work with, you know, they're natural, they're crystals, yeah. so no one is the same. But also, I feel that the the energy that is present in each moment will express itself differently through you every time you mm -hmm. sit down and, and try and create. And that is something so very special because it, it means that whatever moment you sit down to create something, it's a new opportunity Yeah, and it's a new moment. And um, you, you can let yourself be surprised by what wants to yeah. come through. Exactly. Yeah, beautifully said, yeah. How do you uh, incorporate like these more 
spiritual practices do you actively incorporate it into your work or is it something that just kind of happens and, and there's a lot of overlap there but mm. like, is it a, a conscious or a, more of a subconscious process for you it's both i guess i think before uh, usually when i come to my studio the first thing that i do is for instance is clean the energy and just light some candles and take a moment for myself to you know set an intention for the day so that's like a small spiritual practice and sometimes Especially in my workshops, I love to start off with like a small meditation or visualization or sometimes I also use cacao when I know that, you know, I want to create and focus on my creativity and connect with my heart space and yeah. uh, the second chakra exactly. Then I sometimes do it on purpose or like intentionally. For me, it's like it's became also like a second nature, like even I, I, for instance, love to draw on my breath. This is what we did. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's also what, what we did in the, in the exchange that we had. Then, like, I, I love to, on an in-breath, like, l l check in with myself. Like, okay, from what place am I creating? What, what, what's going on inside? Mm -hmm. And then on an out-breath, just express myself, like an exhale. Yeah. And that's usually also the rhythm that I'm, how I usually create. And I don't even have to think about that anymore because the, I sometimes know that like from a method perspective, <laughs> I sometimes see myself drawing. <laughs> and the thing that I usually do is sometimes I also count like one, two, three, and I check in and then it's like, okay, everything that wants to come out comes out <laughs> and, mm. it's usually, and it's mm. on an out breath. And I love that because the thing I love, I love it when in my work that, that there's this, capturing of the moment yeah. and there's this energy of that exact moment and I sometimes don't even think about the way that I'm, my lines or my paints or the, the movement of my brush, I just do it. Mm -hmm. But the place where it comes from is like an intentional place. So usually those are my, my best works. I mean, the, they capture a certain energy of, um, of a certain moment and I really love that. So it's both. I mean, If you set up a space and you set an intention and you do a meditation beforehand, that will definitely help. But even if I don't, then even if I make a quick sketch in a train or <laughs> something like that, then I do the exact same thing, but then smaller, like inside of myself. And you I focus on my, in. I still check in. Yeah. 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 That is, that is very, very beautiful. I think almost with everything that we do in life, it, it's beautiful to do it with that check-in. It's mm -hmm. almost the same as doing yoga, you know, inhale, yeah. arms up, exhale, folding forward. Yeah, yeah. It's that, that flowing. And I think also the thing that helps create space for yourself to, mm -hmm. to notice what is actually going on within yeah. um, instead of kind of rushing through it. Yeah, and even because it's also building some kind of trust, like, because I'm not focusing on the exact line that I want to make to gain a certain result, for instance, that's not my focus, never. But because I trust, like, okay, when I'm in a good place, good things will happen <laughs> in that kind yeah. of way, that I don't really need, I don't really think about the way how I use my brush or the, uh, what kind of line I want to put on paper. But then I, I, I trust that when my heart and my hand are aligned, then beautiful things will happen. And the result is actually that I drop super fast. I mean, yeah. I did a lot of live illustration, especially back in the days as well, when I did more fashion illustrations, for instance, I was sketching at catwalks. And then the only thing that I was focusing on was really seeing the model 
trusting that whatever happens in this moment is there. And just, I was drawing without looking at the paper almost. Mm. And, but then in the end, those sketches were like so energetic and they were just, yeah, they were, they were just happening in the moment. They were just, you know, what I saw, what I felt, what I was, what I thought that was important there. Uh, I put that on paper and I mean, this is a fashion illustration, but now I do the same thing actually, but then yeah, more focusing on the female form and femininity, for instance, but you can do it with everything. It's not depending on the subject, but the, that way of working, yeah, that's the core of there. That's underneath all my work, actually. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. Can you walk us through the exercise that we did? So it's on the inhalation, exhalation, but what is yeah. the, what are the things that you check in with? Can you kind of like give an example? So maybe people that are curious, they can, they yeah. can try it out themselves or have that kind of practice. One of the exercises that I almost do in all my workshops that's like a starting exercise that we also did is like I call it flow drawing or flow painting. Mm. Yeah, you actually can start with doing a small meditation or at least close your eyes and just, yeah, feel what's going on inside. Like, how does your heart feel? What's, you know, are you, where's your breath? And from that place of yeah, connecting to yourself. You can even keep your eyes closed if you want to. You just start drawing. And the only thing that directs your drawing is your breath. So on an inhale, you can, you know, make a movement upwards, for instance. And then on your exhale, you can make a movement downwards. But you can also, like I said, close your eyes and just let it, let it flow. And mm. while doing that, just keep on focusing on your breath and just whatever movement comes from within. And maybe you will make very fast movements or very sharp movements, or maybe you'll use the whole paper. Maybe you'll make fluent curly lines. I don't know. Maybe you yeah. keep it small. Maybe you want to press on your pencil, like whatever it is, focus on the sensation of drawing. I think the, the connecting to also the sensational, uh, yeah, the sensations of drawing, like feeling your pencil in your hand, being mindful or, you know, really feel the material, moving over your paper. I think this exercise is like a beautiful way to work on your heart-hand connection and just, you know, translating what's happening inside on, on paper, making putting it into the physical world. Yeah. Yeah, there's no goal except of doing a visual meditation almost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And the energy in this really changes. When we did it, yeah. um, we, we started with the breathing and then you noticed that I was still a little bit stuck in my mind mm -hmm. thinking about what it should look like. And when I closed my eyes, I really was able to drop into those senses. And I felt yeah. my whole energy just drop down. Mm -hmm. And from that place, it really felt like my my energy was more in my seats, in my like my first two chakras. And as I was moving the brush, it felt just so different. And mm -hmm. it looked so different as well. Like all of a sudden you can really see in the strokes, even if it's just a random brush stroke, but yeah, you can yeah. really see that there is more awareness. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. As opposed to when your mind is, you know, just busy about what it should yeah. look like or that it should be a pretty, a pretty, pretty picture, shape yeah. or whatever, you know, but it's, yeah, yeah it, it was a beautiful way of working. Yeah, it's like a very nice exercise to let let go of the of the end result. I think that's the thing that that get people stuck in their creativity. That, like you mentioned in the introduction, that when you're not like the a professional painter or you can't play the piano super well, or you're you know a lot of people. The first thing that I usually say is like, 
oh, is your workshop also for people who can draw or I'm not creative? Like, can I do your workshop? Yeah. And I think that's like the biggest misconception because if you can hold a pencil, you can draw. Mm. And if you're alive, you're creative. I mean, yes, yeah. yes. So I think we, we're so stuck with this perfect, perfect image, like not only in our creativity, like also in society. I mean, we're constantly striving and pushing ourselves to do better, to do harder, to be perfect, to, to fit into this very narrow description of how life or we as a person sh- should be, while there's so much opportunity outside of that small box. And I think trying to fit in that box will only get you stuck and you will see that in your artwork. So the, yeah. the, the weird thing or the, the funny contradiction in this one is, is that if you want to make a beautiful work, then the focus should not be, <laughs> should be, should not be on the end results. Yeah. 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 And when do we actually make time in our lives to drop into that presence? Yeah. You know, it's so easy when you're already in that mind space, in that busyness mm-hmm. um, to kind of just keep going in that direction. And I think it really... For me, usually when I when I start painting, because painting is not the thing that I that I do for a living, you know. So mm. I, I sometimes go back to it just because I know I can play around with it, or it doesn't matter because I don't have to sell this eventually, or mm. you know, like those kind of moments can be really healing for me. But always, always in the beginning, I notice mm-hmm. that I first have to have to go through something to yeah. really drop in, you know? Yeah. Which I think is so funny because I still, I mean, you know, like I do, I do work where I am allowed to be pretty relaxed and pretty soft and, and tuned in, but still in those moments, you know, everything around it can, yeah, it can still add up to coming into your mind. And I think these things are so important to incorporate in our in our day-to-day lives to have those moments where you really drop in and then mm-hmm. check in with your body and yeah yeah have these tools yeah exactly and also challenge those you know cherish and challenge those moments like when you try something new that you instantly try to control the situation or you're like ah the, the whole reason why i started this masterclass workshops that we did that we did an exchange of our passions actually yeah it started from also this urge like this i want to really keep on feeding my creativity and try try new things and be in this place of feeling like a student like i don't know what's happening and i'm not in control and i want to expand that feeling that i have in my own art practice i want to expand that through my whole life because you know, the, the, your life will be <laughs> way more joyous and mm. happy and free, actually, when you don't want to be in control all of the time. Yeah, yeah. when you challenge yeah. yourself to get out of your own way. Exactly, yeah. Out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. And full of wonder, like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, what's new instead of, oh, my God, I don't know this. I don't do it. I don't try it. I'm yeah. afraid I won't, I can't do it. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, be a yeah. little bit more adventurous. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Did you notice a shift in yourself, like by doing those master classes? Every time it becomes easier, or how how was that process for you? No, the biggest shift that I notice is that it's really feeding my life energy source. That yeah. that every time that I met something someone new, and they were, you know, you spend the whole day and you're, and people tell you about their passions and what they love about their work and who they are and how they came to this place. I mean, that's super inspiring. I mean, and it's so invigorating to exactly, hear someone step yeah. into that 
place of to time. that place and also to share my own passion with somebody else and most of the time I didn't even know the person like I didn't know you before we did the exchange but mm. you go on a deeper level and so so easily because you're you're super open and you're you know you're both ready to commit at least a day to, <laughs> to learn from each other yeah. and that's such a beautiful place to be because yeah for me as well I mean I can also get stuck in my own ways and even if I'm do the things that I know how to do or that I'm comfortable with or I mean I I illustrate almost every day so I know what I need to do to make a certain kind of painting for instance yeah and it's it's easy to do it and there's nothing wrong with it to to do the things that you know how to do but it's also very important especially for me as an artist to feed yeah my yeah my adventurous (laughs) side or right (laughs) to to try something new and to to challenge the things that I know. I think you really hit on something there because I really resonate with this when I have the space in my life to follow my curiosity. Mm-hmm. There is something that's, you know, kind of like this kid-like energy of, of yeah, wonder, of just being in awe of the world that yeah. gets activated by feeding your curiosity and by doing those little things, you know? Yeah. So, like, things, for example, which seem so simple but that really I feel like, oh, they nourish my soul so much mm-hmm. is when I have a day and I'm just like, I have this little little room in my house and it's the space and I use it to create art. It's not my, uh, my atelier, it's not my workspace, but it's just really this place in my house where I go for me. Mm-hmm. And just spending half a day there reading random books and then I see something and I'm like oh wait a minute I had a flower yeah. in this in this pot here and then I grab the flower and it reminds me of this picture that I had over there and you know kind of like mm-hmm. letting myself explore almost yeah, yeah explore and go in any direction that I feel called to and it doesn't really matter yeah. if it's not a productive thing to do or if I'm there for a reason or you know I need to find that picture no but actually just kind of letting that inner child out in play yeah, and explore, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I can totally relate. I always work in series and my first starting point is sometimes it's just an image or a color or something that I saw along the way. But instead of thinking like, okay, when I finish this drawing, then the whole idea that there's a finish line, it's like I try to, to keep that out. Like I'm, I always see like an illustration as a new starting point. Mm. Like it's more like a road trip where, yeah. where you don't know where you end up. Like, okay, maybe I sleep in France tonight and maybe I end up in Spain. I don't know. Which your boat is fine. Yeah, <laughs> There's no. Yeah. And I think because you have that open mind also on a road trip, I mean, you meet several people and maybe also some less fun experiences. I mean, we all ended up in a terrible hostel somewhere. But it doesn't define the, tri- the trip. It's just something, okay, well, this happened next day. We'll do something else. Yeah. And I try to... And even part of the charm. Yeah, it's also part of the charm. That's also why you love the luxurious hotel the day after even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like... And in my creative process, I try to see it like as a journey. Like every, every illustration of everything that I make inspires me to make something new or to explore something yeah, a different color combination, different kind of materials, uh, different go bigger or go smaller, or it's never finished. So I never have the feeling that I make a terrible illustration or uh, a ter- an illustration is lost because I don't know, it's just it's just one night in a shitty hostel. I mean, yeah. <laughs> tomorrow can be different. <laughs> exactly. What a yeah. liberating way to look at it. 
Yeah, it keeps the pressure off as well, because I see that a lot in my workshops. And I think I had that mindset before as well, because I used to draw very realistic. And I mean, if your only goal is to draw realistic, then yeah. Then it gets a bit more specific. It gets a bit more specific. You can do it right or you can do it wrong. I mean, <laughs> if I... But if you let go of the of the end result again, then it doesn't really matter if your proportion is off. It wasn't the, it wasn't the goal in the first place. So, yeah, yeah. yeah you exactly. can be <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. I am uh, looking at the time, and we are already quite far along. One more thing that I uh, wanted to ask you: if you have anything that if someone is feeling very inspired by you right now. Um, of course, I want to hear about what you do and what people can do with you. But first, can you share something that has inspired you on your journey? So mm. anything that people might be able to kind of tap into the same energy that you have been tapping into on your journey and finding some guidance there. I think one thing that really influenced me is Japanese ink, <laughs> ink drawings, yeah. for instance, like I also did with you. Like I did a lot of Sumi A courses that really changed my pers perspective on looking at art, appreciating art. Uh, Can you explain you know, what that is, Sumi A? Yeah, well, Sumi A actually has its roots in uh, Zen Buddhism. So it's painting with black ink, actually. It's like the literal translation in Jap Japanese. Because it's rooted in Buddhism, it's like a way, it's like an active meditation. That's how they look at it. And it's like I said, the whole idea of yeah, checking in with yourself first. And if you're aligned, then everything that comes out of your pencil is okay. It's okay what it's what's there in the moment. Yeah. That really changed the whole way of looking at the world, really, and looking at art for me. So that is like a huge game changer. Mm. Yeah, and besides that, I'm, I have a bachelor and master in art history. So I really love to start my day in a museum, for instance. That's like my life hack. So mm. I'm really happy that they're opening again. But yeah. I'm, I try to start my day with a walk outside or a nice meeting with a friend. Or the first thing that I do on a day is always something that nurtures my, <laughs> my soul, my body, my creativity instead yeah. of the first thing that you do in the morning is opening your laptop and checking emails. I mean, so <laughs> those, <laughs> that's, that's another thing on a day-to-day -day ba basis that yeah. helps me to tap into, yeah, more creative flow energy instead of uh, that's amazing. stuck I, energy. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine it totally shifts the energy of a day. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes if I mean, I mean, I have like a museum card, so sometimes I even bring my notebook or my to-do list and I just sit in a museum and make my to-do list for the day or the week <laughs> in a museum. But the whole setting is just way more inspiring. Even I, I sometimes even go in just to watch one work and just go and then start my day. <laughs> but yeah. my whole energy is different when I do that. I it's love that. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. That is such a good tip as well. Yeah. Yeah. To, to just get out there and, and get inspired. Yeah. Instead of maybe staying stuck in your own mind for too long. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it's a museum, but maybe for somebody else, it's like the forest or a walk in a park or I don't know, your morning coffee in your favorite coffee spot. I don't, it can be anything, but. Yeah, yeah just something that, that, yeah, charges your heart, that nourishes yeah, your soul. Exactly. And to let that be your, the start of your day. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I feel so inspired by you every time that we chat, every time that you share about what you do. It's just so 
clear and apparent that you really have a lot of joy and a lot of love for the things that you do. And yeah, you can see it in your work and uh, we're sitting in your your uh, workspace right now as well. And it's just such a beautiful surrounding and, and I can really feel your energy in it as well. So, well, um, happy yeah. it resonates. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And um, yeah, even for me, uh, a lot of nuggets of wisdom, a lot of golden golden little pieces that I'm going to take with me. Yeah. So if anyone is as light up, lit up by, <laughs> by you as I am, how can we find you? What are things that you're doing? How can we connect? How can we, you know, get your beautiful prints or get your beautiful originals in our homes? Like how, yeah, tell me, tell me all the things. <laughs> well, the main platform that I share the most is uh, Instagram. You can find me on Sela Molinar, just my name. You mm. can, <laughs> it's one of the perks of <laughs> having an original <laughs> for a surname. Um, my website is also Sela Molinar. You can find me anywhere under, <laughs> under the name of Sela Molinar. Yeah. Well, on my website, you will also find my print shop and my uh, workshops. And at this moment, I'm just about to start a new program that I launched. It's all about creative flow. So everything that we talked about in this podcast, I will, you know, guide you through that. I will, I will share lots and lots more of my own experiences and some theory and try to connect you also with your own creative flow to so you can also experience this adventurous energy mm. uh, so yeah. I, I can 100 recommend doing that <laughs> just being in this space is super inspirational and and uh -huh. yeah like connecting in the way that you connect with creativity it resonates for me so much because we didn't even touch on this that much but just coming at it from this place of fulfillment instead yeah. of lack or yeah. or fear or whatever so and i think something so important for so many of us that are creating or that are you know maybe not even having a creative life but just wanting that life energy exactly because it's not about making a beautiful illustration to hang above your couch yeah maybe you will but at the end of this course you will radiate i mean you will feel alive that's like mm. the most important thing yeah yeah And you can also tap into that energy like later on or use it in moments in your life where you need it. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Ah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Sela, so much. Well, for thank you here. for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful chats. And we'll, uh, we'll go on and continue. We're about to uh, create something together again because the last time we, uh, yeah, we didn't really reach... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a moment of being finished so we just decided that we'll have to uh, see each other again for the podcast and uh, yeah. for, for some creation so that's what we're gonna do everyone listening thank you for being here and um, find Sela everywhere it's a joy to to share your story and to share your happiness and joy and aliveness mm -hmm. with uh, with everyone else thank you guys for listening speak soon <laughs>